Bob Chesney staying at JMU. It's Locked On Sunbelt. You are Locked On Sunbelt, your daily podcast on the Sunbelt Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Dave Schultz, Locked On Sunbelt, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. New customers join today and you'll get $200 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On to get started. All right, we'll go over the uh, Cajuns win, the Arkansas State win. Uh, not a lot in the Cajuns ball game outside of what happened on the ULM sidelines and a little bit of a crazy Arkansas State uh, so they missed game. And then we'll preview uh, the Thursday night hoops coming up uh, later on tonight. But the big news, uh, and it happened fast, and the coaching carousel we thought was done. Uh, but Jeff Halfley, the Boston College head coach, the Boston College head coach takes the defensive coordinating position with the Green Bay Packers, kind of out of nowhere. And it feels like this may be more of a trend. I may take a little bit of a backseat in terms of notoriety, leadership, not necessarily money, but maybe to leave the college game, which is a little bit out of control, all right? And all of this stuff has been going on now. We're going into year three, maybe year four. We're going into year four, right? Year one was the Bryce Young first year and okay so so we're going into year four of the portal and nil and it, it just doesn't end for these college coaches the pro coaches what are these pro coaches been doing if you have if you didn't make the playoffs you're either trying to get a job or you're going over film and or you're studying college stuff you're just kind of laying low right you may have like a regular i wouldn't say eight to five job but probably just putting in you know eight to ten hours in the office not chasing free agents or anything that's it. Uh, and so what that does, Jeff Halfley opens it up. And quickly, who's replacing Jeff Halfley? Well, one of the guys who everybody thought was always going to end up there was Holy Cross's Bob Chesney. And from my understanding, uh, he almost got the Syracuse job, but that went to Fran Brown. And that seems like it's going well for my orange. Uh, but he ends up at JMU, which is a nice addition and again this is not a like just for comparison's sake right Jeff Levy who probably will do a very good job at Mississippi State has no head coaching experience zero at no level has Jeff Levy been a head coach Bob Chesney's been a head coach at lower levels for over a decade and sometimes it's tougher to break through from those lower levels like I think that was the thing at Syracuse that they didn't want to take the coach from Holy Cross uh, and so, and that may also have led partially, maybe a small part of Kane Womack going to South Alabama or going from South Alabama to Alabama, right? He's Mississippi State, a Mississippi guy. I'm not sure he was even mentioned as a possibility at Mississippi State. And Jeff Levy, the offensive coordinator from Oklahoma, got the gig. And Kane Womack's got, you know, three pretty good years of success turning you know, got five wins in his first year, got 10 wins in his second year, win a bowl game in his in his third year. He's got a track record of being a head coach. Jeff Levy doesn't. And so this is a special situation for, for Womack. 
to uh, go to Alabama. We've talked about that with Kalen DeBoer, his buddy, and somebody that he knows and somebody that he trusts. And yes, he got a three times raise. He would have gotten more if he got the Mississippi State job. But, you know, there's got to be a little bit of that saying it's going to be easier to go from the Alabama DC gig to a Power Five gig than it is from the South Alabama job. So it quickly went to the possibility that Bob Chesney was going to take or be in consideration for the uh, Boston College job. And that quickly got poo-pooed. Uh, reports all over, uh, the guys who were reporting it, uh, said, no, that's not going to be. I guess it was a $1.57 million buyout. That's not a whole lot, comparatively so. But Bob Chesney put out the word quickly, he's not going anywhere. And you got to give credit to Bob Chesney. Plus, that's got to be tough for the family, right? I mean, that's got to be in consideration. He had just... I don't know if he's moved there yet. All of this is, is rather quickly, right? He, um, he either got the job late December or early January. And uh, it, it would be tough to change that up, right? It would be for more money. But I'm not sure how great a job Boston College is. It's a nice job. It's a power five job. You can win eight or nine games there. It's not like you can compete for a national championship at, you know, at Boston College. And it would be for more money that he's making at JMU. But I'm not sure how great that job is. And that's just not just because I'm saying it's a, a Syracuse thing, Syracuse-Boston College thing. It's a, it's a power five job. It's in the ACC. Uh, but it is not a uh, – it is – right, you're, you're not in a college town. I know it's not Boston, but, <laughs> you know, was it Chestnut Hill? Uh, so it's outside of Boston, but you're in a, in a pro city, right? You'll get, you get the only time you hear about Boston college is if they have a really good season or a really bad season, or there's some cheating scandal or betting scandal. You don't hear about Boston college too much when, you know, you're dealing with, you know, the Patriots for the last 20 years or so. And, and, uh, the Red Sox and the Celtics and even the Bruins, perhaps even the new England revolution. So BC is not exactly on the front porter, which could be good or bad, <clears throat> right? You can, uh, there may be less pressure on coaching a, a Boston college team when there's more important entities there, but you don't get the attention when you do well, unless you do really well. So Bob Chesney staying at JMU uh, makes him look pretty good. I guess I, I can't, you can't really blame somebody if they're going <clears> to <throat> double or triple their salary. And that's what we're in. But it will be interesting to see if this trend continues. There was kind of really before the trend started, right? So this is all domino effect of a couple of years ago. Uh, Ron Roberts was the head coach of Southeastern, came over with Billy Napier to be the head coach of the Cajuns, and then went to Baylor to be the defensive uh, defensive coordinator for the Bears. Got let go there, ended up at Auburn, and he's now back with Billy Napier. At, at Florida, and that's because Patrick Tony, who a little bit young at the time, was promoted, I think, from linebackers coach to defensive coordinator for Napier's either last year, last two years, and he went with him to Florida for a season, and now he's the defensive, I think, defensive coordinator for the Arizona Cardinals. So he's on the Arizona Cardinals staff. I was told he was always going to be an NFL guy, but. Who knows if that's the case? Obviously, that's what it turned out to be. And you're going to see more of these guys, I think, until we get a hold of 
the, the calendars. These guys, I understand they make a lot of money, but it's really hard. You know, that month of December and maybe now January doesn't end from preparing to, rec you know, recruiting not only the new players, but your players, the transfer portal players, trying to get ready for a bowl game, maybe throwing, looking for a job in there. It, it never ends. Uh, maybe that's why a, a Jay Wright compared to a Krzyzewski or Bayheim got out of it, right? They had put their time in, so to speak. Jay Wright had a good, another good 10, 15 years. So Bob Chesney is the, the news of the day. Yesterday was Bob Chesney or Jeff Halfley taking the uh, BC job and things going towards Bob Chesney, but Bob Chesney saying, thanks, but no thanks. I'm sticking at JMU. So that's good news for JMU. Would not be easy because you put a staff together. That, that decision doesn't just affect his family. That affects a lot of families. And I think Nick Saban said that too, right? It's not just when he stepped down, it's not just about me. It's about a lot of people, all right? I mean, it got down to, you know, like the video, you know, the video guy at Alabama got let go. Now he ended up getting a job at Mississippi State, but something like that happens, it affects more people than than you can imagine. You know? uh, so good news for JMU, Bob Chesney sticking with uh, the Dukes. All right, let's take a timeout. When we come back, Cajuns make it six in a row, but but the best part of the game last night, if you want to call it that, was. Uh, as someone put it, Warhawk on Warhawk crime. It is Dave Schultz, Lockdown Sunbelt, your team every day. Let me tell you a little bit about FanDuel. And as we all know, happy Super Bowl to all those who celebrate from FanDuel, America's number one sports book. If you're like me, Super Bowl Sunday is all about scoring the best seat on the couch, grabbing your favorite football snacks, and placing some super bets. FanDuel has so many ways for you to end the season with a W or two or three. Not only can you bet on who will win the Super on Super Bowl 58, but FanDuel also has bets for which players will score a touchdown, how many points will be scored, and so much more. New customers, join today and you get $200 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. Just visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to sign up. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sportsbook partner of uh, the NFL. All right, Dave Schultz, Lockdown Sunbelt, your team every day. I actually called this one right, kind of surprising. Cajuns uh, beat ULM 80 to 72, line was 14 and a half, and it very well could have ended up as a, as a Cajuns cover. They mostly had a double-digit lead uh, throughout this ballgame. I don't think ULM had, uh, had a lead at any point in time in this game. Cajuns led by as much as 17 in the first half and 19 in the second half. At one point in time in the second half, Kobe Julian had nine points and ULM had nine points. Uh, ULM made it made a little bit of a run. They actually got, I think they got within eight points and missed a layup. It could have been a six-point ball game. Uh, Cajuns with a pretty balanced scoring. Kobe Julian, 19 points. Joe Charles, 19 points. The big uh, addition last night was Michael Thomas with 15 points, career high. Uh, Hosanna Katingi. Uh, had uh, 14 points. Uh, Charles had a big ball game, you know. Again, we'd like to see it more consistent. It's not necessarily always with the points. Um, he does so many other things. Uh, 19 points, 11 rebounds, 
and three assists. Cajun's an impressive 22 out of 27 from the free throw line. Also uh, pretty good from three. Well, they finished 10 to 28. But I think at one point in time, they were 10 to 24. They were shooting over 40% uh, from three. Uh, ULM Watson had uh, 21 points. But the big play in this ballgame was out of, out of nowhere. Not really sure how or why it happened. And let me see if we can get it right. Uh, Yahoo played nine minutes, no points, no shots, no rebounds, and no fouls or turnovers. Comes out of the ball game. And it didn't look like he was happy when he came out of the ball game. And he's walking towards the end of the bench. And the camera actually moved away. And then they missed it, at least live. They showed a replay of it. He pushes Tyreek LeCure down. <clears throat> LeCure said something. And he turned right around and violently pushed him down. He is not a small guy. Right. This is a big, big man. Tariq LeCure is a big guy, a small, you know, is a guard. But Yahoo is a big dude and pushed him right down. And then on his way out, they escorted him to the, uh, I say they, ULM, uh, escorted him to the locker room. He kicked a garbage can. It'd be interesting to find out what was said, what happened. Uh, but that was not a good look uh, for uh, ULM at all. They had one three in a row. And to be honest with you, they wouldn't go away in this ballgame. They could have gone away. You know, this game this game easily could could have been a 30-point ballgame. But give credit for ULM for not going away. At the, the score at the end is a little bit closer than the game was for the most part. Because for the most part, again, it was actually in the second half, it seemed like it was always, you know, 13 to 19. They would get within 10. Then it would go to 16. They get within 8. It would go to 15. Uh, so the Cajuns were in control of this ballgame. They've now won six in a row. And, again, we could kind of see this coming. When they started reeling off wins on the road, they won three on the road. They now won three at home. They still have three more home games, including Saturday against South Alabama in a ballgame they will be favored in as well. Uh, and all of a sudden, the Cajuns are in third place solo. App State's still number one, Troy number two. But the Cajuns and Southern Miss, two of the four teams that were tied for fourth or tied tied for third well southern miss loss so the cajuns are in solo third alone arkansas state with a 78 71 victory over southern miss this is a little bit of a crazy ball game uh, caleb fields 27 points leading the way for arkansas state southern miss actually had you know four guys in double figures pretty good the, the word was victor hart was going to play and did not uh, andre Carbello is still uh, recovering from uh, concussion issues. So Southern Miss, this was kind of a back and forth ball game in the first half. Southern Miss took a one point lead in the half, 37, 36, and then didn't lead again in the second half. <laughs> and somehow, I don't think I've ever seen this before. They went nine minutes without a field goal. They went nine minutes without a field goal. They scored a field goal. This would be Southern Miss at the 12.45 mark. Owaku had a and one. 12.45 mark layup. 
and he made the free throw. And it's 59-57. They did not score another field goal until Austin Crowley hit one with 3.51 to go. That's nine minutes of play. Now, they did make one, two, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten free throws to stay in the ballgame. But to think that they did not make a field goal for nine minutes and were only down. <laughs> I mean, when Crowley hit a layup, he made it a five-point ballgame. That's insane. Like, Arkansas State should have been blowing them out. And Crowley made another layup and made it 74-71. Arkansas State calls a timeout, and Southern Miss doesn't score again. So, uh, uh, Southern Miss now falls, I think, into into sixth place. Uh, And the Cajuns are now third by themselves. Of course, you have games tonight that may uh, change that. Let's see who Southern Miss has uh, coming up. Arkansas State, by we'll get to Arkansas State here in a second. So Southern Miss, they're on the road again. Uh, they're at Texas State. Should be a win. But all of a sudden, they've lost a couple of ball games on the road at Marshall and at Arkansas State. We'll see if Victor Hart is able to play uh, in, in this one on Saturday. Arkansas State, by the way, they have improved to five and five, and they are one, two, three, four, five, six. Seven. They're eighth. They're half a game behind Georgia Southern for seventh place. All right. uh, and you got to give it up to uh, Brian Hodgson. He's he's done a good job, right? This is a team that was, what, what are we, four and eight in the pre-conference schedule. Now they're five and five and winning games at home. No. I do think I think I do think I said Southern Miss was going to win that ball game and cover. And we're kind of joking that Arkansas State wasn't only a two and a half point favorite; they were a four and a half point favorite. And not only did they win, but they covered. All right, let's take a timeout. When we come back, we will talk about Thursday night's action uh, in uh, the Sun Belt and look ahead to uh, tonight. We'll do that when we come back. Right after this. All right, thanks so much for the support. Of course, it's Dave Schultz, Lockdown Sunbelt. Channel continues to grow. Really appreciate that. Over 1,100 subscribers. We will post a bunch of video on Friday that I got from uh, the Senior Bowl. We got uh, Javon Solomon from Troy. We got uh, John Trey Hunter from Georgia State. We got uh, Kamani Vidal from Troy and Ethan Driscoll from from Marshall. we did a little bit with the Rashina Ali on field, and we also had a chance to talk with Carter Bradley uh, as well. Again, we're still going to try and get these guys on the show, on the episode. But we will post those videos uh, once I get back home and work on it, <laughs> work on, it on, on Friday. So it'll be something there before uh, the ball game. We could post those Friday and Saturday, but you want it before, before the Super Bowl runs. So we will do that. So I've had a great time in, in here in Mobile and got a little bit of sun. We'll get more uh, today. But again, thanks so much for... Uh, for supporting it. Remember, don't forget about the audio podcast as well. Uh, Apple Podcasts and Spotify seem to be the most popular places to get your podcast, but you can just search Lockdown Sunbelt and you can find the podcast anywhere. All right, let's talk uh, Sunbelt Thursday Night Hoops when we come back. All right, Dave Schultz, Lockdown Sunbelt, your team every day. 
Let's see what is on the tap for tonight. I'm not sure there's a lot of great action. South Alabama is at Texas State. Texas State has struggled. South Alabama did not have a good week losing. I guess they've lost three in a row, right? They started out one and three, had one, two in a row. Lost to the Cajuns, and they got embarrassed by ULM. We get a rematch with Troy, and they played a really good ball game there. Troy's really good. They lost on the road. We'll see what happens now uh, against Texas State. Uh, and then South Alabama comes in to play the Cajuns on Saturday. Uh, Marshall has all of a sudden won a few in a row, and they are 6-3. and three. Have they won three in a row? Are they back up to... Three, they've won two in a row. So they're six and three. They're getting Old Dominion just one and eight. Kind of one of those must wins for Marshall. You're at home. You're taking on the one and eight. Uh, Dukes who just suspended their leading scorer. And so that should be a win for Marshall. Let's see here. Texas State is a two and a half point favorite against South Alabama. I'm going to take the Jags. Probably a little bit of a homer pick. Marshall, 10 and a half point favorites at home against Old Dominion. I'm going to take Marshall in that one. All right. I think Marshall is starting to play well. Uh, here's interesting. Georgia Southern, five and four, hosting Troy. They could they could move up in the standings. They could end up tying Southern Miss for sixth. Uh, Troy's a five and a half point favorite. I'm going to take Georgia Southern in this one. I got Georgia Southern at home. Georgia Southern is not only going to cover, they're going to win. Go Eagles. <laughs> uh, JMU taking on Coastal Carolina. Uh Hasn't been great for JMU over the last, you know, couple of weeks. Didn't they start out 14-0? And now they're 4-3 and three in their last seven. They're 19.5-point favorites. That's a lot of points. I'm going to take JMU at home. I'll still take them. Uh, JMU at home against uh, Coastal Carolina. And is this a sneaky ball game? I don't know if it's a trap game. Georgia State playing at home. They have not played very well as of late. They've lost four straight, all on the road, though. They gave App State a little bit of run for their money, 76-68 in lovely Boone, North Carolina. Got hammered by Georgia Southern after they hammered the Eagles. They lost to Marshall uh, and then blew a ball game against Coastal Carolina. They've lost four in a row. App State is, is favored in this one by five and a half. I'm going to take the home team. I think Georgia State is going to give. They gave App State trouble the last time. I'm not sure Georgia State's going to win, but I'll take App State. I'll take uh, App State to win, but Georgia State to cover. We'll see. All right, see if Georgia State can knock off the top uh, top squad, the Mountaineers. I don't think that necessarily is going to happen, but I think it may be a little bit closer uh, than five and a half. All right, and again, this is a little bit tricky for App State, it, it's one thing when you're doing the hunting and going after the JMUs of the world, and now all of a sudden, geez, they, I mean, the Cages have won six straight. They've won six in a row, and they've actually won eight out of nine. They're only lost at Troy, 66-62, over the last month or so. And all of a sudden, uh, App State's got a little bit of a, it shouldn't be necessarily of a tricky schedule. They'll be favored in all of these at Georgia State, at Georgia Southern. Then they got a travel across the conference to Texas State uh, before they host Toledo. They get three ball games at home. The big ones, I mean, they get Marshall at home and the Cajuns at home. And that uh, those two ball games will have absolutely huge ramifications in the seeding for the Sunbelt Conference tournament. All right, uh, we'll have a full recap of the uh, Thursday night action on Friday. And of course, be on the lookout for the, uh, the Sunbelt 
not the Sun Belt, the, well, the, the Sun Belt videos from the Senior Bowl. Again, Kamani Vidal was outstanding. Javon Solomon was outstanding. John Trey Hunter was very good. Carter Bradley was very good. We already posted something from Rasheen Ali. Uh, and Ethan Driscoll had to sit down with Ethan Driscoll. <laughs> All these other guys are like, you know, six one or Kamani's a little, you know, my height type of deal. Ethan Driscoll is not my height, or I'm not Ethan Driscoll's height, six ten. But I, you found out some things. I, I mean, two guys, you know, Rasheen Ali played one year of high school football, and Ethan Driscoll was a walk on at Marshall, and now both these guys are on the precipice of playing in the NFL. That's outstanding. So always good stories here at the Senior Bowl. Uh, thanks so much for tuning in to Locked On Sunbelt, your team every day. Have a great Thursday, everybody, and we'll talk to you again on Friday.